All nice, right. and we're recording. Perfect. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better as well, and yeah. uh, I'll be able to drop this in and be able to make it into a show. Tight. Look pretty good. Yeah, running smooth. <laughs> all right, sick. Uh, all right. If anything, it's funny the the dynamic that you end up getting once you actually start recording something. <laughs> you start hearing your own voice as well too. It sounds weird. You know, you go like. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, right. totally. Whereas you never think about it in your daily life. You just talk. Like we were like watching Chris Rock shit and then we were just having a conversation about it as well too. That shit's, it's weird, man, when you end up realizing and consciously knowing that you're being recorded. It's strange. Yeah, it's like anything in life really. Once once there's added pressure or maybe even pressure you impose on yourself, yeah. the dynamic completely changes. It's true. It's almost like just knowing that you're being watched. Yeah. At any point. It's like a, there's a viewer. Right. right? Even molecularly, they yes. say atoms change behavior based on being observed. I saw that. So not like I know what I'm talking about, but that's something <laughs> I've heard. No, man, not at all. I've, I've seen that as well, too. It's, uh, it was that experiment that they had done where it was uh, the molecules that were randomly being shot at three open slots. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as there was a viewer, uh, they had actually changed their behaviors. I saw that. Yeah. Which, I don't know. There's so many ways to take that. Um because that's putting a lot of importance on us, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it shows that, uh, well, first of all, anybody who's ever taken acid as well, too, knows that this universe is very connected. Yeah. Every piece of this universe is connected. And without jumping too deeply into the intellectual deep end, uh, the fact is that, yeah, that's not too far-fetched for me to be able to gather, okay, yeah, there is something that is connecting me to this carpet and to this wall and to this, even this fake plastic synthetic tree as well, too. This is something that was created. Mm-hmm. You know, there is very very tangible and intangibles if you will that come along with just somebody watching somebody else right yeah absolutely and on the whole scale i mean it's a giant spectrum you could say that you're it's like the what five degrees to kevin bacon but with <laughs> yeah. everyone on the planet and therefore everything in our solar system and expanding outward throughout mm-hmm. the universe it's all kind of cells in the same body oh, i love it I really do love it, actually. We, uh, I talk about this with Alex pretty frequently because she loves Mind Blowers. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about uh, that everything... I'm a big Carl Sagan fan anyway as well. Oh, yeah. Big time. And uh, uh, he was outspoken in saying that uh, every atom that is uh, existing on this planet as well was created on the inside of a star, and that's where that material came from, mm-hmm. is it was at a certain point created inside of a star that was being born. And so all of these basic elements like helium and hydrogen and and uh, uh, fucking everything was all just uh, as a result of these chemical reactions that were happening in stars and explosions that happened trillions of light years away that ended up, you know, flying and hitting this planet. And it's something that we now have as these like general natural resources. There's nothing to be argued with in the sense that we are all coming and stemming from the exact same place and the same matter. That's fascinating and beautiful to me, you know? It is. I like the fact that if somebody's standing in front of you and you look at them, they can feel that you're looking at them. Even if they're a total stranger and they have met you before, they know. You Mm -hmm. know, they can feel it. They can turn around and say, hello. Yeah. (laughs) That's something that's that's amazing to me. Yeah, it's such a trip. And it's... It's kind of, it's a romantic idea, but at the same time, it kind of just breaks everything down to chemical reactions, yeah. and it kind of takes a little bit of the magic away. <laughs> like, sure, if you if you talk the science of it, right? Yeah, yeah, but it also it highlights the magic as well. Like, it's incredible that's happening. But 
<laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend recently and I mm -hmm. said something about love being just a chemical reaction sure. and that got taken personally. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck me. You can't say some shit like that to a girlfriend. That's amazing. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, um, you gotta choose your words wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. That's amazing. Uh, Ian had said something. My brother, uh, who's an uh, incredibly brilliant um, uh, writer, poet, artist of all sorts, uh, savant, if you will, uh, he had mentioned um, this brilliant lyric uh, something along the lines of um, our sexual organs are not our motherfucking hearts. It was like part of his. It uh, was. It was part of his. Uh, uh, um, this like beautiful poem that he was putting together uh, about um, uh, just basically life itself and love and uh, how it is a chemical connection and a chemical reaction that's just happening in the brain uh, and how it can be misconstrued so often as well too and also a word we throw around way too often and too lightly. Yeah. Um, uh, and yet, uh, I like that he positions it as just like, he's like, yo, we're not making love. We're just fucking, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it, can, it can also be that it can also be that. You yeah. Know? It's so dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it gets misconstrued more often than not. Like you're expected <sighs> to fuck it up. Yeah. You know? Oh man. Isn't that the lesson early on anyway? Yeah. I mean, if I who... didn't fuck up all those. Right. I wouldn't have what I have now, that's for sure. Yeah, you know? totally. And people so often, I mean, not to take anything away from what you have, but people oh. so often, they get married, they have kids, they're yeah. together 20 years, and then they're like, damn, I don't even like this person. And well, it's so trippy how you can I mean, be other people can have that happen as well, too, and it doesn't have to necessarily be my situation. You oh, know, no, that's, think, yeah. I don't mean this one specifically. Right, I just right. mean that happens so often mm -hmm. that it's a trip that you can be so both feet in mm -hmm. and then real not realize till later like so many situations in life that i don't know you're like what was i thinking that's i i think that's the lesson in making sure so early on before you end up going like hey let's get married after six months of knowing each other mm -hmm. you know like i i have seen that happen and even like 10 years of knowing each other you know 15 20 years and somebody's just like hey maybe we should get married it's like all right that's all well and good you know but why are you getting married you know, why are you locking it down? Why are you huh. putting it down on a piece of paper? That kind of thing. Alex had brought up a good point a long time ago how she said, uh, I don't care if we get married, but I hope that we get to spoil each other for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And she said those words to me. That made me feel so cared for, so loved, mm. where I was like, good. You don't need anybody else's opinion. You don't need anybody else's signed documents. Mm -hmm. All you want to do is be around me. And that's what I like about you, that kind of thing. Right. And so when we look forward, you know, and we think about the future, like whatever sort of investments we end up making as well, too, that's when you, you ask yourself, you know, you go, is this somebody that I do want to spend all this time with? And when the answer is yes, you get excited. You go, cool, man, that is actually somebody that I enjoy spending that kind of time with. When it ends up being that hard question that you ask and then you go actually shit man I don't even want to be around this person yeah. that's when it's going to be that brave moment where you end up going well maybe I'm going to have to move on maybe I'm going to have to you know choose a different road you know leave yeah. this life behind that kind of thing yeah it's crazy, and we get so comfortable that even sometimes even negative situations are better than no situations uh, you know, we've all been there where you just stick to what you know being complacent almost yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, it's easier to just do what you've been doing. Yeah. I'm pretty lucky that I don't have that. And, yeah. and I have been in situations like that where I go, well, I guess it's better than being alone. That right. kind of thing. Yeah. And luckily, I ended up breaking those relationships off. But mm. uh, 
Yeah, going back to what we were talking about earlier as well, uh, uh, having not uh, like fucked up a relationship in the past, I might not appreciate what I have now. Having also not been fucked with as hard as I have been, I wouldn't appreciate what I have now as well. Totally. Like I have had that moment where like these women that I've been with, like I was shitty and immature at any given point as well too, but I had these really manipulative, hardcore, hard situations. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, like for our audience out there as well too at any given point whoever ends up listening to this even if it's just us Al was the guy who took me in after one of my horrible relationships ended as well too where I said wow I thought I was super in love and it turns out I was just with this crazy compulsive liar who was holding this shade in front of my eyes for two years it was fucking crazy Mm -hmm. Um, but having not had that uh, I would have no idea how to handle such a mature and amazing woman that I that I'm with right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've, Not a chance. I've been in situations like that, and then on the other end, um, not really knowing how to deal with a good thing and yeah. kind of self-destructing in a weird way or self-sabotaging. Sure, I think we all do that when when until we have our emotional maturity kind of in place and inject. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I hope to be there, you know, before I die. <laughs> I think that you are, are, are much more than you giving your credit to, oh, man. to yourself. Well, for, I you do know? a good impression of a normal person. Oh, nicely <laughs> done. That's not bad. That's well put. I think we all are doing an, an impression of a normal person when we're kind of out in public. You know, that kind of oh, yeah. thing. I have my own personal brand of crazy, and you better believe that everybody else does as soon as I get back home as well. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Um, I, don't, I don't even know how to... Um, categorize it and I'm going to butcher it but it's just the idea it's an eastern philosophy that we every person has three masks and Uh you have the one that you show to the world Mm -hmm. you know your Instagram your coworkers, the your day-to-day life when you go grocery shopping you talk to someone at the bank and then you have the one that you show your friends and family the people who really know you and then there's the mask that you only see when you look in the mirror and you know you like no one else ever could even if you tell them Sure. And uh, it's just a really interesting idea to me because it's so poignant. Everyone has those three phases or versions of themselves. You know, I like that philosophy. I actually think that uh, I've recognized that uh, before, especially in my earlier life as well, too. In my 20s, I absolutely started seeing like few, a few different people. Uh, as I got like a little bit older as well, too. I mean, I'm only in my mid-30s right now anyway. But uh, I would start to see those all blend together. I think I'm a lot of the same person a lot of the time now. Mm-hmm. And it's because I realized that treating anybody differently as well, too, uh, based on whether you know them super well or whether you know their history or you care about them more than other people, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. I end up realizing that talking to everybody the same <laughs> hella helps me. And it's weird, too, because you'll end up noticing that people end up looking at you like, kind of, how could you talk to me like that kind of thing? It's like, because you're no different than anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, like whether it be your boss or your manager or your mom or your friends or the lady at the bank, right? Right. It's that thing where if you're just kind of conversing constantly with the same tone, you're respectful to everybody, that kind of thing. And then you, right, I think the, the Eastern philosophy thing, as soon as the, the one thing that I see that's a little bit different is when I go in the mirror. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's mm-hmm. the one that changes for me where I end up going, this is just me personally. Right. But everything else for me, I think, blends together a little bit more these days. Having the three, though, that was definitely, yeah, I was, I was definitely doing that when I was younger. That's interesting. Yeah, I tend to do that. And <clears throat> I think you mentioned me being pretty coherent and normal. 
Whereas I can I view you that way. I really do. I really <laughs> do. I, I want to emphasize that, by the way. I, uh, I, I think that you're it. eloquent. And, and I wouldn't go as far as to say normal, because <laughs> any version of normal I usually despise. Yeah, I but hear yeah. you. Um, it's, it, I seem to have it so together. And, you know, I'm pretty fairly socially adept. Yes. Um, but again, it's, it's just funny that it's all what you show to the world. It's just the perception of you. And I think part of how that evolved is growing up, learning to fit in in so many different areas, being like a social chameleon is the exact opposite of the notion you talked about, being basically a genuine version of yourself all the time, mm. not meaning I'm disingenuous, but mm. um, kind of being malleable mm -hmm. in each situation and I, I do talk to different people right. differently absolutely right. whether it's my girlfriend or my boss or mm -hmm. a family member or a stranger um, you know I've joked in the past that like I the more I get to know someone the more liberty I feel I can take I see and when, like a homeless guy on the street who's like throwing shit around I'll, I'll tip my hat and be like oh good day sir like I'm so nice to strangers right. Right. and then when it's someone I care about I just feel feel, pardon me, that I have this liberty yeah. that is probably really invalid and a bit narcissistic in certain situations. Uh, in the sense that you feel as though that you can um, have more liberty in the things that you say, uh, uh, maybe the way that you feel as a result of not only you knowing them, but them knowing you a little bit better. Mm. Um, the way that I think about that maybe as well too is that if you uh, feel as though that they know you, you're not necessarily going to feel the need to be overly polite because it is uh, already implied that yeah. that you know me well enough to know that I'm not a sadistic human being, <laughs> that I'm not mean or anything like that. So if I say, go fuck your mother, it's actually funny. Right. Right. But if I say that to a stranger, they're like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a really interesting perspective. And I completely agree. I yeah. Think, I think that you're somebody, by the way, thank you, by the way. Uh, I think that... Uh, Based, literally based on what you just said, by the way, as well, you're an intent listener and you're agreeable. It, mm. doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're a pushover. It means that you're willing to have... Uh, this is something I view in myself and something I've only just learned maybe within the last year is a super valuable trait of getting along with people. It doesn't mean that you're a, like, you know, a chameleon in any sense of the word where you go like, oh, I'm going to change my values or principles... All right. you're saying is, I'm willing to listen to what it is that somebody else has to say, va uh, validate their opinion, and still disagree at the exact same time. I'm able to do those things, but yet have a conversation with them, make it so that they feel comfortable in the conversation, and insist upon still talking to me even if I disagree with them. That's a powerful thing to be able to do, hmm. and it's because you want people to feel comfortable around you but it doesn't mean that you have to disagree you have to like agree with what it is that they're saying you know yeah that's yeah. a that's a really great point Thanks. i i listen to people talk sometimes like you know kind of eavesdrop or you're just in the vicinity and you hear them and someone will just kind of i don't know disagree with someone overtly <laughs> yeah and you're like 
okay, where did you want this conversation to go? Yes. How? Yeah. You just ended it. Yeah. You're like, no, I, six hours of sleep. I heard someone talking about sleep. They're like, no, six hours is good for me. And the guy was like, mm, you probably need eight. And she was like, mm, no, six is good. And I was like, isn't this uncomfortable for you? I'm uncomfortable <laughs> being near you guys. <laughs> it's so weird to be disagreeable. Don't you me. see that? How it ends to how people are just like, they go, I, I need to be right. Yeah. I need to I need to not validate anybody else's opinion, but rather convince them that I'm correct and yeah. and essentially win, right? Yeah. It, it is less than that with the conversations I've had with you, even though you are a competitive person. <laughs> you can be competitive, you know, like, I, so can I. Yeah. You know, and also when it comes to games as well, like obscurity shows going to end up happening in games, I look forward to seeing that person's like, Let's fucking take this down. Let's <laughs> no fucking doubt. be the winner. And you can see it written in their face, even if they're being like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. No, you're the guy. I can see it written all over your face. You're the, <laughs> you're the one who's going to, like, punch the wall if you don't get this answer correctly, aren't you? you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to get into it, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, uh, passions, regardless, that's passions are what it's all about for me anyway. Mm-hmm. If somebody is the equivalent of vanilla, you know, you can be that. You can be that all that you like as well, too. It doesn't cause fucking a lot of harm, mm-hmm. but it also is not interesting. It's not something that I feel as though that I want to, like, discuss at length. I want to <laughs> see the person who has the real direction, the real passion that says, I love this. This is something I need in my life. I want to explore. I want to uh, explore creatively. I want to create something new. I want to be you know, something, something new and wonderful. And that's where passions lie for me. I love that. So when I see somebody who's competitive, I'm always like, fuck yeah, dude, let's see, let's see what this person's going to do. You know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's, I don't know, gives a shit. Yeah. You know, it's somebody, so funny. Oh, I how love when... apathy, dude. The opposite <laughs> of apathy, man. Having somebody who does not care. They are complacent. It's yeah. like you are not adding to the fucking conversation. You're not adding to the zeitgeist, dude. You are fucking complacent. You're, yeah. you're not even existing. You're barely breathing, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, It what comes to mind is basically being young. Like mm. in high school, the less you care, the cooler you are. It, that was so true. And yeah. to me, there's nothing less cool than being <laughs> uninterested or curious. <laughs> I couldn't like, agree more. You're just like, someone asks you a question, you're like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Uh, I'm chill. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. No, you're not. No. You're hella boring. Man. You're the furthest thing from chill right now. Yeah, yeah. The person I want to talk to is someone is who's constantly googling stuff, constantly asking questions, constantly Ideas. finding out where they're lacking, and you know, trying to better themselves and do mm. cool, fun, interesting stuff. Not the <laughs> the quote unquote cool kid who's on his bed texting. <laughs>